Are you feeling overwhelmed, anxious about all of the uncertainty, and yet you're still working overtime to be a good role model and have a positive impact on the world, starting with your organization? Yes, you are in the right place. Before we get into today's episode, welcome to the Getting Unstuck with Meredith Moore podcast. I'm leadership coach, communications expert, and author of Getting Unstuck, a guide to moving your career forward. I'm here to teach you how to overcome mental burnout and imposter syndrome so you can have a greater impact at work. In each episode, I shine a spotlight on the mentors, advice, and proven strategies to teach you how to build your brand based on your unique qualities and strengths. Tune in as I share the lessons learned from making an impact inside and outside of corporate America. Hi, and welcome to Getting Unstuck with Meredith Moore. I'm your host, Meredith, and today's episode is about making time for your purpose, period. I'm introducing you to my colleague, internet sister, friend, uh, nightly Instagram, inspirational chat, and everything that you've seen us do together, uh, including after hours. She's a leadership and organizational expert. She is the number one international best-selling author and internationally certified executive advisor, speaker, and trainer. Dr. Anderson is also certified by the John C. Maxwell team. And this group specializes in providing training around the world on topics like leadership, influence, motivation, team dynamics, and much more. We're talking about how we've been working 12-hour days. And so this is a special treat to have Dr. Angela Anderson join us for today's episode. So with that, Dr. Angela... Thank you for being on Getting Unstuck. Welcome. Hi, Meredith. How are you? Oh, look, we both had the same idea for our pearls. So great minds think alike. I am so, so happy. First of all, just to be able to have a conversation with you, right? <laughs> but to be I able mean, to do it here, I appreciate you inviting me to come. Well, thank you. I mean, I think it's so appropriate that, you know, we're going into Black History Month, which comes right after with Women's History Month. Mm -hmm. We just had our first Black woman vice president come into office yes. and made it through that successfully and peacefully. But it's still a very stressful time where a lot of us are still working extra hours. A lot of us are still managing all of the things that we're coming up on one year of sustainably doing in COVID-19. And so I think it's so wonderful to be able to introduce people to you as an additional resource mm. during this time. Uh, and so I just want to thank you for that. And I have to give a shout out to your entire 9 p.m. Instagram chat audience. Yeah. Shout out the community. The whole vibe. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And the whole crew at the Just Be Real Sis podcast. Uh, so everybody listening knows that there's so many ways that you can connect with Dr. Angela without taking up more of your time, which is why I thank you for taking this time today so people can get to know you without taking up more of your time. So thank oh, you. I appreciate that. Anytime, anytime. I'm happy to be here. Well, I want to get started with, uh, you know, sharing with our audience and in, in the inspiration of your own experience of getting unstuck and what it took for you to get unstuck. So there have been many of those. Let me just say this. It wasn't like this 
magical moment where I'm like, all things are solved and I'll never be stuck again, right? Wouldn't that be amazing? Uh, but the one that comes to mind most recently, since you were talking about the live, that was a getting unstuck moment for me because pre-COVID, a lot of my work was in front of a person or in front of a group, it was live. And so I was in this space where my thing is just encouraging. That's, that's what I love to do, but I couldn't do it in the way that I would normally do it. And so I'm like, how do I, you know, send good energy to people if I can't be in the room with them? And that is really how the live came to be. But it's interesting because at first I had, as we all do, that moment where you're like, do they want to hear me? Is there something that I can say that will, you know, have relevance to this particular audience? And the first night I sat down, Meredith, I had my phone in front of me and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I didn't do it. And so the next night I came back to the table and I sat down and I turned Instagram on and I was just about to push live. And I was like, no, I can't do this. And I didn't do it. So it wasn't until night number three, because I'm like, I'm going to continue to come back to this table until I just push the button. And so night number three, I was like, listen, wait a minute. You know, how you have that self-check moment. I'm like, you can't tell people to get over themselves and move if you're not doing it. And so I literally pressed the button and that one action led to a series of 200 consecutive nights of going live, not repeating a message. So you talk about like divine downloads and now it's become this regular occurrence, but it, it started with me being stuck just about pushing the button. And so my reference that I tell with other people, I'm like, just push the button, just push the button. <laughs> it changes everything. So that's one of the more recent examples. I love it. I love it. You said so much in that, you know, that fear of getting started, of just pushing the button, but how once you did, you know, your faith allowed you to be there at each step. I'm sure each night of those 200 nights, is there that moment of fear of like, is this going to resonate? Is this going to be? Well, it's like this. Uh, I don't take, I never took notes before mm. any of the lives, right? I was really just in this place of calm once I made the decision to get past myself and the information really just flowed. It was like the moment when you know you're called to do something and you answer, mm -hmm. there's this ease that you don't anticipate will be there. We put so many things in front of just making the decision. And then once you do, it's amazing how everything just aligns for you. So no, like I actually look forward to it now. And I, I get excited it. about it. And I'm like, I get to connect with the community and um, people are, are waiting to have a conversation. So it's just an amazing journey from day one to now. I think we're at like almost 250. Oh, I hear them coming in. Hold on one okay.
So Dr. Angela, thank you for that inspirational story of how, you know, you overcame that original start of just push the button to now have over 200 different messages that you've been able to share during these 9 p.m. sessions. And it flows so well into what I think I've learned watching you, which is the joy in your purpose and how you have to make space for that. But there also is a, a, a joy when you're doing the right thing. So for you, you know, um, when you think about showing up every night and what that has taken, where is the joy for you in that? So I think in all things, you know, honesty is always the best policy because life happens, right? And there are days when you are exhausted and there are days when you are sad yourself. There are days when other people have brought you energy that you didn't invite, but you have to still deal with it. And so it became more of an act of obedience to me. And then the joy came from that because there were many days where I didn't have it in me, where I was struggling through something, where I was pulled to the absolute limit of who I am. But even in those moments, you know, you go into your moment of, of prayer and asking for support and the message was always the same. God said, I still need you to encourage them. And so it was in that moment where I would say, well, I need you to come through me to do it because I don't have anything left. And every single time on the other side of that obedience, there was joy and I was filled and I was replenished and I was refreshed. And so it was amazing how obedience will just fill you up when, when there's nothing left. <laughs> I, I've learned that I have to mute myself so that the people who are just listening don't get distracted from the message, but amen, hallelujah. That's how I feel about Monday motivation, right? Every Monday, listen, every Sunday, I'm like, I ain't got it, Jesus. Yeah. Help me, fill me up. I ain't got it to give. And then yeah. Monday comes and I tell you, it'll be, I don't know how it is for you, but it's always the ones where I'm like, I don't even know if that made sense. I'm just repeating something I heard. And then somebody They're will say like, amazing. They're all amazing. So we look for it, right? Like that's how we kick off our Monday mornings with myself and sis. And a lot of people in the community are like, that's right, Meredith. So <laughs> we're waiting for you. Like we get excited that you share your gift with us. It is just that little oomph that we need to get the week started. And mm. I'm always like, well, wait a minute. No matter what's happening in the world, I know there's one person that is, that is Meredith. Because <laughs> she tells me every it. week. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. You know, you know, I started it uh, with George Floyd because, really? uh, yeah, you know, when George Floyd was murdered, it was the day after what would have been my seventh wedding anniversary. I was mm -hmm. going through a divorce. I have so many friends here and colleagues that were work in diversity and inclusion. So you're living it in your personal life. And now I got to talk about it at work. And so I just recorded what I knew I wanted to hear on that Monday. Yeah. But here's the thing, that's a weekly commitment. You do this nightly. So how do you, with everything else you have going on, executive coach, speaker, you got to book all of these things. Yeah. How do you make time? Because 
social media is the vehicle for your message. Yes. So even in purpose, it is also important that we self-preserve, right? We have to make sure that we can set time to like pour into ourselves so we can pour into others. And so interestingly enough, my 200th night, I didn't really have a number in mind of how many nights I would go. And people were saying, well, when, how long are you going to do this every night? And I said, I don't know, but I will know when God tells me. And so night 200 was election night. And I said, okay, 200. And so from that point on, I said, I have, I feel like I've filled, you know, fulfilled the purpose that God initially gave me. So now I'm on three nights a week for balance, but it's Monday, Tuesday, Friday. And uh, so there's still those touch points throughout the week, but I felt comfortable at that point where I could say I've, I've served. And so let me pull back a little bit and it's been fine. It's been fine. Like people still come, new people are still coming. We welcome them always. And so some of my favorites um, were our, our conversation that we had live. That was just, we were like, we can't stop. We have to keep talking. Right. <laughs> so moments like that are really the thing that just keeps you coming back because you get to connect to amazing energy and people. Mm-hmm. And it's just the act of putting something, something good into the world, Right specifically in social media. And so that's that's what drives me to keep coming back and doing it again and again and again, because I just refuse to believe that everything is all bad. Yeah, that part. Let me ask you this. This might be like so tactical, but when you think about your energy during the day, right? Mm-hmm. I know for me, Monday motivation is in the morning because if I had to show up at nine o'clock in the evening, I wouldn't, I, I would still be waiting to push the button. You know, like our after hours, that's for me, it was motivating because it was fun, right? So for you, how did you figure out 9 p.m.? How did that come to you? So like everybody else, we have responsibilities during the day, right? So we have work and we have family responsibilities, we have kids. And I thought about the time of day when I can really unplug and relax, read, listen. And I'm like, this is really the first moment I've had in a day to just be quiet and be inspired or read. And I'm like, this has to be true for other people. And so that's where it came from. I'm like, everybody should be still and quiet. The day should be behind them. Let us rest on something positive before we sleep and start again tomorrow. I love that. I love that. And that is so much what it is. I mean, I have to say for for everybody who hasn't tuned in. It is such a, um, we know psychologically, right? The benefits of going to sleep on a high note of centering the end of your day on gratitude. Mm -hmm. And what I love so much about it is I agree with you. You know, I, we all know all of the, the ills and issues with social media and how important it is to be thoughtful then about the content and the creators that you're following. And so I want to ask you, because I know for me, I've benefited so much from showing up consistently and becoming part of the community and the support. But when you talk about going down in the days, you also have such an inspirational, you know, like testimonies. And so just will you tell us a little bit about maybe your favorite story that's come out of people sharing with you positivity during this time? 
Oh, yes. It has, you know, people are like, how, where are you pulling this energy from? And I'm like, I'm not really pulling it. I'm receiving it and returning it. And that's the difference because the people who show up each night bring such joy, such appreciation for what we're doing and what we are creating collectively in that moment, right? So they're engaging. They are now engaging with one another outside of the live. They've set up communities where they support one another. And so I think that's the most amazing thing that has come out of it. There was actually one person who's on the live and who's been there pretty much every night. Uh, at the beginning, she said, I really want a community, but I don't have one. And I feel like I need to place a full page ad in the newspaper just to have a circle around me. And now her circle has grown exponentially, even in a pandemic, even during quarantine, she now has connections to people in the community that she didn't have before. And so she just, she has spoken her appreciation of that many, many times. And she's like, I'll never feel like I felt again. So wow, right? To be able to provide a space for that, that's what it's about. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's everything, right? Especially now in COVID-19 isolation, yes. we're like finally really documenting, right? How important it is to have not only people around you, but good people around you. I mean, that part, because <laughs> you can have a whole lot of people, but you need to be mindful of the type of people that you have around you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, so ma on that note, right? Because that's a perfect you know, when you think about, you do so much, mm. right? And I always think about that, like eagles surround themselves with eagles, right? And, and the importance of who is around you when you have these big ambitious goals. So what's your advice for somebody listening who has still big goals during this time of like investing in their brand and maybe starting something, like how they're gonna use their purpose on a regular basis. What's your advice for them in this time? So I think you've already hit it, really. It is who are you surrounding yourself with during this time? I did a talk not too long ago where I said, you know, evaluate your circle. Are they increasing your income, your influence, your impact, right? If not, why are you integrating them? That was the question. Why, why are you integrating them if they're not bringing things to you to increase those areas. And so, and because that's what you would give to another person. And so you can still be ambitious during a time like this. It's also important that you rest and recharge during a time like this. So it's, it's twofold. Like if you're driven, if you have a goal and you're utilizing this time to get ahead towards that purpose, absolutely kudos to you. But if you're in a place where you're like, I really need to rest and recharge and prepare my mind and body, but what I want to do, that's fine too, because that's part of the process as well. But the company that you keep is critical. I heard a few things in there. One, listening to yourself mm -hmm. and being able to check in and know that there are different seasons in our lives, some where we need to take action and some where it's important to rest. Yes. Fair? Am I tracking with yes. you? I love that. Yes. Love it. And then two, here's, here's my question for you is for yourself or for your clients, how do you know? How do you know when it's time to push through or when it's time to rest? 
So I think um, when you have those moments where it takes everything in you just to put one foot in front of the other, that's a, that's an indication that it's time to create some balance and rest. When you wake up in the morning and you don't have this spirit of expectation or excitement or, you know, I really want to get some things done today, but you're just like, are my eyes open already? <laughs> That may be an indication that you need to pull back a little bit. So what we typically do is we have the signs all along. We don't pay attention to them. We know. You know when you're tired. You know when you're not at your best. You know when your thoughts aren't coming as quickly and clearly as they normally would. But we're like, I'm just going to push through. No, because you might push through until you fall over. That's not what you want to do. So I think listening paying attention to the signs, but then reacting to those signs. That's how you know. Yeah, I love it. I mean, that's so true. Trusting yourself yes. is such a thing for people right now. Somebody listening right now, you said it exactly that. When you look back on your life and when things went off track, you likely can reflect on, there were some signs here. I might not have listened to them, but I had them. Mm -hmm. They came to me that pain that didn't go yes. away. And I was supposed to call the doctor, but I didn't call the doctor. And then it got to be a month and then it got to be a year. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That part. That, that part. part. So if anything, I would encourage people to not just hear the voice, but pay attention to it and then adjust to what you are hearing. Because this is the other part of that. You know that about yourself. No one else will know where you are if you don't say it. People will continue to pull and pull and pull and pull because there is something valuable that they are gaining by being connected to you or plugging into you. And they're not going to stop, right? That was a major lesson that I had to learn. I expected for people to recognize my fatigue and to adjust their ask of me. When that didn't happen, I was like, they're never going to stop. Like I, I have to set the parameters. And so that's what I do when I can give, I'm giving everything, but when I need to stop, my voice is closed. That's my new, that's what I say. My voice is closed right now. <laughs> I'll let you know when we're in operating hours. And so we have to create that balance for ourselves. And I think a lot of times we expect other people to do it for us. They never will. The taker will do what they Amen. were born to do and let's take. Yes. And, and here's the thing that I've even learned is people don't even mean to be disrespectful. Right. 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 Especially now in COVID, yeah. you know, I deal with this all the time where it'll be people will, it, to them, they think it's honor. I have to, you have to do this. You, I need you. I need you. But you have to respect the fact that I know what I can do well. And I'm telling you, I cannot do this well, and it is not. I have a post-it that says, and I don't care to continue to do things that are not at the level yeah. I expect of myself. Yeah. So my code for that, Meredith, is I really appreciate the fact that you thought of me. However, at this moment, I'm at capacity. Boom. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm honoring the fact that you thought about me, but I'm at capacity and only you know what that mark is. 
you can't wait for other people to determine it for you because you will be crawling to the next opportunity and and they won't even acknowledge that you're crawling they're like but are you ready but are you ready to go well and (laughs) and if i can put in a plug for my personal pet peeve which is people who think it's okay for us to trade in our health for Mm. our wealth oh no because health is wealth health is wealth that part yeah oh no but we have to be the first line of defense in that area there you because go. too often we will push ourselves when we know we're not right well we know we don't feel well but we're like oh well just one more thing that just one more thing could make a complete difference in your life so that goes back to paying attention to yourself when it's time to stop stop Thank you for listening to the Getting Unstuck with Meredith Moore podcast. I'm your host, executive coach, and communications partner, Meredith Moore. For more resources or to get the steps to putting your career plan into action, visit gettingunstuckguide.com. There you can connect with me for weekly Monday motivations and send me your questions for the next episode dropping on Monday. Thank you. And remember, I'm here to help.